Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Just Gordy. Gordy. Can I bother you for a second? Alright, folks, coming to you live here, episode 89, The Brilliantly Dumb Show. I am indeed Big Game Bob, coming to you on your local airwaves, however you're listening, whyever you're listening. My goodness, we're just happy you are indeed listening. Folks, we're coming to you early, we're coming to you often, we're coming to you hot. Now, we were supposed to have an audio episode, just me and you, talking the talk, walking the walk, getting to know each other a little bit. However, we have booked a very special guest by the the name of Shooter McGavin. Some of you know him, Christopher McDonald, who is the actor played Shooter McGavin in probably one of the, one of the best golf movies of all time, without a doubt. Happy Gilmore. He's an absolute electric factory. Coming on to promote PGA 2K21, the golf game coming out. What better guy to do that than Shooter McGavin himself, absolute stone-cold legend. Looking forward to that. I will close with an Ask Bob. It was a very special question that I do want to touch on that was asked to me, submitted in the Ask Bob segment, so we will do that after the interview as well. Uh, Before we go into the interview, I've been getting a lot of texts People asking me, you know, what's going on in California? Is California a shit show right now? And yes, with the whole coronavirus thing going on, it is, come to think of it, a little bit of a shit show. Uh, But Joe Rogan, the podcast king, the pioneer of podcasts, actually announced that he's going to be moving out of California to head to somewhere in Texas. I don't know where because he has just gotten fed up. With California, with the government, with with the way people are living, there's a lot of homeless people coming out to California right now enjoying the sunshine on whatever the street they are enjoying it from. Yes, there are a lot of homeless people right now. Rogan claims there's no accountability in California and, uh, you know, went on a little bit of a politics rant as to I'm one of those guys. If Joe Rogan says jump, I say how high. I mean, this guy, it's like every time he's on the airwaves, every time he's on the podcast, he can say something and just affect somebody's decision or anything just immediately and I thought to myself am I that clueless that I'm just not seeing what he's saying is going on you know I'm always just having so much fun that I never stop to to think about this type of stuff I see a homeless person I say hello if I have change I go to the change and see if I got a couple extra coins if not I tell him sorry I don't have a change I just I just I I don't think about this stuff. I don't think that there is no accountability out here. I just don't see it. Maybe I'm clueless. Could be. Could very well be. But I decided to venture away from my very own, the love of my life, Trader Joe's supermarket that I absolutely love. I said, you know what? I'm going to see what society is really like, what a premium grocery store Go go outside of that. Go outside of the whole Trader Joe's thing. Expand my horizons a little bit. Go into Ralph's supermarket. And you know what? I got to realize once again, as always, Joe Rogan's right. Now, I don't know what Joe Rogan meant by no accountability, but when I say no accountability, I look at this 15 items or less line in the grocery store. And I got to tell you, that to me is no accountability. Is somebody going to fix this? Is this going on in other states where somebody could just bring 30 items through the 15 items or less? Who Who's in charge of that? And, and and to be quite frank with you, Joe, again, I don't know if this is what where you were going with this. It's certainly where I'm going to take it. 
There is no accountability at these grocery stores right now, folks. Just a total free-for-all in that 15 items or less line. Who's counting? Who's in charge of this? Who's going to send people to aisle six because they have 25 items, which is 10 more than the max amount of items? I don't know. Should it be me? Am I responsible for holding other shoppers responsible as well? And then you got this self-checkout line. Why is it self-checkout if you're never self-checking out? You got about three three employees that just kind of roam the self-checkout area just to make sure you're not rattled. Because if you're 45 years of age or older, you're screwed when it comes to that self-checkout. They look at this self-checkout thing and they just absolutely panic. It's like a foreign language to them. And I got to be honest with you. I'm 27 years old myself. It is a complicated system. Can I ba- can I can I grab the bags prior to checking out? They ask you how many bags you need. Are you willing to pay for the bags? You got to put the item on the scanner without taking the bag. If you put the item in the bag, it's got to go through the scanner. Nobody knows. No accountability. No accountability. How could it be self-checkout if you're never self-checking yourself out? There's always three employees that just run right over to you the second you touch the screen because they know you're going to drop the ball. So why not just get rid of the self-checkout and add another aisle where those three employees are? you got three more aisles going down. Why does the cashier on aisle five not get a bagger, but the cashier on aisle seven does get a bagger? You know how hard it is to clock out the groceries and bag them all at the same time? Let me be quite frank with you. There is nothing more awkward than standing over your groceries in the aisle and the cashier is bagging them and you're just wondering whether or not you should ask to help. It's just kind of like a helpless feeling. Because you don't want to reach over their counter and grab a bag and act like, you know, you're not moving fast enough. But at the same time, I got this girl just hauling stuff into my bag. $250 worth of groceries by herself. Do I ask for help? And then you see the bagger clock back in at a lunch. And he comes back to the line and you just see the cashier, just a face of relief. There's no greater feeling of relief than that bagger checking back in from lunch. And he just starts mowing down your groceries. But why does aisle 7 get a bagger, but aisle 5 doesn't? I say we remove the self-checkout. I say we start holding people accountable in this 15 items or less. Love the concept of the 15 items or less. But guys, we got to stick to it. We absolutely have got to stick with it. So Joe, I'm with you there. Am I going to move to Texas? Probably not. But let's get a little accountability where accountability is needed. Folks, that takes us over. Sir Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Shooter, shooter. I'm going to try and get him to really stick out the guns like he did in the movie. Uh, This guy's prime time. Big golfer as well. If you haven't seen Happy Gilmore, folks, I I just do not know what to tell you. Uh, I really don't. Here he comes, and then we close off with an Ask Bob that I've been willing to get to, that I've been really wanting to get to, that somebody submitted, I believe it was last week. Anywho, here he is, Shooter McGavin. Chris, you got me there, brother? I got you. How you doing? There he is, the big I tell you, you got to be a busy guy recently, no? Always busy, man. I I like it that way. I like to keep going. Dude, I got to tell you what, Chris, we are happy to have you here. Are you ready to rock and roll? 
man, I am ready to sing the praises of PGA Tour 2K21 because it's badass. What it is. <laughs> My guy, here we are, folks. PGA Tour 2K21 being released tomorrow, August 21st. With that, we bring in the face of golf for the past 24 years. No other than Sir Shooter McGavin. Oh, bring! Oh, he's busting him out early. He's he's busting. Oh yeah, him I, out. I can't help it. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. <laughs> hey, Shooter, let me ask you something, okay? Happy Gilmore comes out 1996. If somebody would have told you that whatever it is, 24 years later, that this movie was gonna have so much longevity to it that you would now be one of the faces of PGA Tour 2K21, what would you have said? Uh, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, from your lips to God, God's ears, I would have said, because, you know, it's been a quite a ride. This movie has got legs and uh, new generations find it. I mean, I think we're in our third generation now of people finding this movie and just digging it. So kudos to all the, the filmmakers and the cast and crew and uh, uh, especially, you know, Happy Madison Productions. They pulled it off. Judd Apatow and, you know, Tim O'Hurley and Adam Sandler wrote it uh, and uh, just had so much fun making that movie. Oh, my God. But who knew? You never know. You never know it's going to be like that. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a real joyride, I'll tell you that much. Let me ask you something, Chris. How, how was it? Do you remember how the role of Shooter McGavin was approached to you? And did you have to work on your golf game for some of these scenes? Oh, yes, I did. I had, they were, they were kind enough. Well, how it got to me was uh, Dennis Dugan, the director, met me in the lobby of the hotel in Vancouver. I had just finished a film with Ray Liotta and I thought, okay, he says, we got this part for you. You'd be great in it. Take a read. And I read it and that's really good, but I got to get back and see my kids. I haven't, I've been in here for three months. It's time for me to get back home. What do you need? We'll make it happen. So they brought my family up and I, first of all, I met Adam and I just laughed for 20 minutes and I thought okay this is gonna be fun uh and they were kind enough to get me said how's your golf game Chris I said well you know I'm I'm not terrible but I'm you know I'm bogey golf I'm you know so you have, oh, okay well we'll work on that they get they get um Mark Lye uh, a pro Mark Lye's a great guy to this day I I applaud him he's a good guy I ran into him a few times he's he's he was by my side and in filming as you know there's a lot of setup time hours go by and then we're ready to shoot so what we would do is just work on the short game. Boom, boom, boom. So you said your short game was money while working on it. Uh, it was money. And th like what they, they had in the script, shooter misses a six foot putt, happy makes a 30 foot putt. And so the greatest way to try to miss it, of course, is to lip it out. So you try to hit it. And they kept going at, sorry, I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll try to miss it. And then they go to the editing room. They go, oh, it's really great when Shooter just puts these putts in, even after all the madness of the beach ball, and go, go back to your shanties, you people. <laughs> it's, and then to drain it, you know, that's kind of funny. So um, that, that kind of stuff, it's just had a, you know, I'm just saying it's, it's it, it, was a, it was a good call. I'm so glad I decided to, to you know, and, and, and grateful to Bob Simons, the producer, who said yes to bringing my family up and, putting you know putting me with my, my my family which is really important to me and uh and and i embraced it i just went out and did my thing and they uh my great wife took care of the three kids we had at the time and wow it just worked but, out really well are there so. some are there some scenes shooter that take longer 
than they should have because you may not have had your swing that day or Sandler may not have had that swing that day to where it took a little longer than it should have? Or can all the features you guys have, you don't have to worry too much about the swing? Um, I wanted to have a really good swing, and that's what Mark Lai helped me with also. Uh, he said, it's pretty smooth. I just want to keep it steady, and I want, I want, it to, I want you to finish right like this kind of stuff. So here's a little thing I've never told anybody before. There's only one scene in the movie took a long time because I was supposed to, I was to, supposed to chip it over this. I, know, I was supposed to hit it in the water. And if you look at the film, it's not me because I tried 15 times. <laughs> After learning how to do it really right and hitting down the ball and get that compression, now you want me to flop it into the water? Come on! So they got a double, and he, you know it's a far away shot, and he flops it in, and he's he was a good golfer. And uh, I didn't have that shot in my arsenal because I try to stay away from those kind of shots. And um, so Mark had a good laugh. He said, "I got this guy who'll do it. Boom, boom, boom. One take done." And I went, "Good, we'll move on." That was about it. That was I, everything I, else was pretty boom, 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 man. I hear this. I mean, I would need a stunt man throughout the entire film. God forbid I had to play one of the characters in that. What, at, at what point do you realize, okay, and as you're sitting here now, PGA 2K21, getting ready to come out tomorrow, is, is there a point sometime, at what point do you realize that you're going to be known by a lot of people as Shooter McGavin for the rest of your life, that there's just, there's no way out of that? I tell you, Grace, I'll be honest with you. A premium product deserves premium advertisement. That's what I got here with these Raycon earbuds. You tuck these babies right in here, Grace, you're good to go. I ran four miles the other day. You know the last time I ran four miles? It's like these things aren't even here. Premium quality earbuds their newest model the everyday e25 earbuds are their best price more bass and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit you've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by ray j and celebrities jr smith all these good guys now it's big game bob's turn tuck these babies in listen to greatness as you should in the way you should. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash dumb. We kept it easy for you. Buyraycon.com slash dumb for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash dumb. Folks, enjoy premium quality greatness that's a good question it didn't happen right away um at premiere was that there was a lot of love at the premiere for at universal and uh it was um you know it took some minute then a little thing called television happened and once the power of television is unleashed and it's on three times a day guess what people watch it and when people watch it eyes are on the prize it's like this is a really freaking funny movie and that's when it, hey shooter Hey, shooter, that kind of thing. Went to the airport, just like, shooter. And I go, yep, hey, you doing? And so it got to a point, it was pretty crazy. And I would just, you know, basically just put the guns up there and go, yeah, hey, you doing? So you Otherwise, will, someone sees you, yeah, you, you will throw the guns up. No issue with that. Not a problem. No, I've embraced it, man. It's all good. And uh, I'm proud of the movie. And uh, I'm proud that people really, and I'm grateful, actually, that people really love to, to, to hate the shooter with Gavin character. So, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's what every actor, you know, prays for. I mean, and what's terrible when you're, 
Can you imagine me? So what else do you do? I mean, no, no. Or they would say stuff like, so what do you do? I'm an actor. Have I, have I seen you in anything? I mean, come on. So that, you know, you live that way for, you know, for the first 10 years of your career and then you get a hit and it's like, nothing wrong beyond with a hit. The hit. Beyond the yeah. hit. Yeah, behind the hit. It's, it's, a, it's a global phenomenon. What do so, you like? What so do you good. like on the golf course? Do you are you a guy? Do you like to get rowdy? Do you like to have drinks out there? Or are you out there as the real life shooter McGavin playing money games, a little more serious? What type of vibe are you, Chris? I'm gonna go with choice A. Uh, <laughs> I like. Uh, I do a lot of charity uh, golf. We raise good money. Um, actually, I was watching the the the, uh, the gamers play this game yesterday, who are just phenomenal gamers, and we raised. They raised. They, they had a five million dollar uh, you know, goal, and they doubled it. It made ten million dollars for St. Jude's uh, charity, and I thought that was brilliant. So, but and watching them play the game, I was like, oh, okay. But for for me, it was like, okay, uh, where was I? Where, where, where was your question? Because I I've been a little distracted. Uh, your question was when you go out there, what type of golfer are you? Oh, what kind of golfer are you? Are you this? Yes, yeah, so I play a lot. You play a lot of uh, you play a lot of charities, which I do, and and I've met so many great people playing in their foursomes, and you know they pay good money to play with the shooter, and I get to kind of gauge what their level of the game is, right? And then I don't, I I mean I can step up. I've definitely stepped up my game playing with the really good golfers, and I've definitely gone well. Where's the beer card? <laughs> Because that's the way they want to play it. And so it's a very social game. I love that. I've made really great friends, like I've said. People like I go out of my way just to go and, and hang out with them again. And every year sometimes I do this St. Jude event with Patrick Warburton's event. We raised like, you know, he's raised like $200 million already in incredible. 10 years he's been doing. It's incredible and such a great cause. Um, I'm going to play with Joe Namath's group. Uh, they do March of Dimes. That now, that, that's going to be – that, that you may get a little – Joe Namath, you got to think you're going to get the money game as well as you're also going to get that drinks are flowing type atmosphere too, no? And playing with my heroes. I mean, I'm playing with all these great NFL players, ex-players ex who are, you know, hobbling around the court, you know, they, of course because they have their knees blown out or something. But they play so much golf and they're so smooth that I pick up – you know, and, and again, they do like the – to raise a glass and i'm uh, i'm all for that too because i think swing juice is an important part of the game just is there, an, is there an athlete or a celebrity that you've played with that you were just in awe of the fact that you're playing 18 holes with them uh several as a matter of fact i i mean wow kenny lofton um kenny lofton uh, sure that's a new york yankee cleveland indian right there you bet hell of a golfer um there's so, so, so many. I mean, even I'm about to play with amateur guys or, or CEOs of companies that are like, dude, you scratch? You, what are you, a plus one? And then, you know, it raises my game up. But I, I've played with over the 20 years, 20 years I've been invited to be doing these things. I've played with so many great players. Um, even, even, you know, even Joe Namath's got game. Joe Namath has got a, a golf game. He's really kind of steady Eddie. He's kind of fantastic. He's par, par is your friend. Boom, hey, birdie. Boom, boom, boom. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. I play with Jim Kelly. He became a dear friend. Um, he's a pretty good golfer. Um, I've won that tournament twice with really good guys. Look at again, you. Step okay, so, you know what, Judy? You're not so bad yourself. You won it twice. Won it twice, but I'd tell you, my short game. Thank you, Mark Lai. 
Mark is Lye, that really what – this Mark Lye must be spectacular. I heard you on the Four Play Pod as well talking about this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy was my, my – that the, the production got me and it got him in the movie. It was great to have a pro in the movie as well. And he and I just hooked up and he said, look, I'll help you. And I went, boom. And we were just hitting balls, hitting balls, hitting balls. And then we'd shoot scene and then we'd go back and hit balls and hit balls. So my short game got really, really good. I became a really good putter, really good chipper. And, you know, from about 150 out, I got really good. Now, off the tee, I can splay them like anybody else. I want to kill them. You know, we all do. But we all do. And, uh, you know, well, that one not going to work right there. So, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll just go, I'll just do three wood and hit it down there, 220, like that. But I tell you, Mark Lai really helped my game. And I ran into him recently at a, another event. And, Lord, uh, I hope I and run I, into him. I, I got to be honest with you here. Sure. Yeah. 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 He's a good guy. He's a really good guy. And, uh, and he's got a he's got a charity going too, so I'm gonna have to go help him out too. Because sorry, I'm indebted to the guy. I just gotta say. So. When you when you go to these charity events, do you full on embrace the shooter McGavin? I mean, do you come in hot in the shooter McGavin character? I, again, I feel it out. If there's a lot of shooter love, yeah, <laughs> I can I can run with it. <laughs> and there is a lot of shooter love. So, because you know you- what what else. Anytime a sports thing, I go to you know I'll go to a tennis match, I'll go to a football game. It's shoot up. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to know per day how many times you're throwing up the shooters. I'd put like an oh. under two and a half a day. You think you're hitting over? Oh, I'm getting over that. Yeah, you're hitting I'm, over I'm two a, and a half. Yeah. Holy shit! Grocery store. If you go to the grocery store, you're gonna get a shooter coming out. It's a given. Yeah. That, that is on the, spectacular. Walking down the street in New York, it's, uh, you know, I, I count them by block. It was a pretty good block. I was seven right there. It's not bad. <laughs> Just constantly throwing them all. <laughs> hey, how do you. What's that guy doing? He's walking on the street like this. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Right <laughs> He's got Tourette's or something. I don't know. He's hey, you guys kind of alluded to it a little bit in Happy Gilmore, and it was almost unheard of as far as, like, you know, some golf heckling in the crowd, a little more of that rowdier type atmosphere. You're seeing it kind of come to life a little bit more nowadays when we get fans back. Are you more of an old-school guy when it comes to golf, or are you okay with kind of a younger generation be a little more rowdy, you know, type deal? All right, there are different levels. This is a good question. There are different levels. This is what drives me, my number one pet peeve. Guys up. He's standing on a par five, he's at the tee, and some idiot yells out, "Get in the hole!" <laughs> get get in the hole on a par five. Are you are you do you want to play golf? Too much. It's crazy, and and it just like what are you doing? The the cameras are get, get that's a little bit nutty. You know, poor Tiger. Got what he has done to this game cannot be overestimated, underestimated. The man is he's Tiger Woods. I I, I walked at the I worked at the um at the uh, Northern Trust uh, last, I guess, two years ago within inside the ropes with him. And the man has to be in such a zone because they're constantly talking to him. You get him, Tiger! You get him, Tiger! In the hole! Like, oh. So Always. that drives me nuts. But at the same time, that's the way the golf, that's what this game, I think, this movie, um, and uh, has made a lot of more people out there golf lovers. It becomes not it's not that snooty, you know, country club kind of. Hey, Johnny, mm, how about a press guy? You know, it's not kind of Caddyshack stuff. It's that it's right, it's right. More people coming back out there, and everyone's playing, and you're playing in shorts, your hat's on backwards, you're just going like, let's grip it and rip it, and then, you know, then you grow up, and then you have a kid, and then they watch the movie, and boom, boom, boom. So that's what I think that the 
there's this PGA Tour 2K21 is going to be amazing for fathers and sons to get together. The kids are gamers, and they say, let's take that to the course and see how you hit that, see where the wind was coming from. And it's so deep. The depth of this game is is, is well, it's ingenious, actually. You know so. what? You know what I really and I got to test the the game out. You know what I really like about it? It's very realistic. I shot a fifty in the front nine at TPC Sawgrass in this game, which is so realistic. I, I mean, it, it's a tough game, and it sounds crazy, but you almost think to a degree you could get better playing the game with the different things you got to go through. No, absolutely correct. That's what I love about this because you know. I, I just think that if you you start off early, I mean, and you start off in, in, the, in, the, in the lower difficulties and it's like, okay, and then you can get better and better and better. Take that to the course and go, damn, I, I, I birdied that hole. That's awesome. And then you get more of a feeling like I got to get it out there. I got to get out and do it and do it again. And then you can raise the difficulty. And you know, it's a challenge for, for a scratch golfer. No and you question can, I mean, these guys it. I was watching playing, I mean, they were, they were damn good too. So anyway, it's just a, it's an exciting thing. It's dropping tomorrow, and I hope it goes to the roof because no one does it better than 2K21. That's all there is to it. And you know what I like? You know what I like about this? You know what I like about the collaboration, too? A lot of these guys, you go, they put them on the face of the video game, and they promote it. You're not really sure if they play it or not. I could see you playing 36 holes a game, uh, 36 yeah. holes a game on this. Yeah, I'm really gonna, it, it's, it's, it's addicting, and I, I, I intend to do that, as a matter of fact. So you're, you're spot on there. And I think that with the, with the, all the – they got like a dozen or 15 pros that are also with the game other than, you know, Justin Thomas. And a great group of guys. And so they're really promoting the heck out of it because they know it's such a great product. And you can play any, any number of 15 courses right now. I'm sure they'll add more courses, like European courses. It's just um, – it's just a, it's a gold. It's a really, it's a, it's gold for golf right now. Golf got game, baby. And, uh, and they're just going to make it better and better every, every uh, new generation of it. So, and those difficulty levels, I mean, the easy from the hard can really separate the men from the boys there. I recommend start on that easy level and then build your way up through this. No, that's the way to do it because you know you like you feel pretty good. Hey, I did not bad out there. Like, uh, yeah, okay, let's let's turn it up a little bit, challenge yourself a little bit more, and before you know it, you're playing like okay, pretty good. And then because if you imagine if only one level, you go in and people totally this game sucks. Rage quit. Look, I hate it, and they, and they leave. <laughs> totally, you got to be able to crank it up. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a, that's another ingenious thing they put in the game. So I look forward to spending a lot of time. Uh, with my son, who's uh, he's got a good stick, but he just you know, he thinks the game's boring. I went, okay, see how boring this is because he's a yeah. gamer. Raise so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll do some trash talking and, and then take it out in the course, which is uh, the ultimate goal. Hey, Chris, I got to tell you, man, you are the absolute best. Tomorrow, PGA 2K21 drops. Before you go, I got to ask you to do one thing. Can I sure. get a this is Shooter McGavin and you're listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show? What's the name of the what show? The, Bur- the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Oh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's right up your alley. All right. That's right. All right. I will have to take a little uh, drink of my Irish coffee. By all means. By all means. Hey, this is Shooter McGavin and you're watching and listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Shooter, you're an absolute legend. I love your brother. Enjoy the game. PGA 2K21 coming out tomorrow. You take care, brother.
You too, bro. Thanks. Thank Thanks you so much. Me. You're awesome. I got to tell you, what a guy. What a guy. Shooter McGavin is so goddamn iconic in that movie, that character that he played. And it's one of those things, too, and I kind of alluded it to him. When you play that big of a role and for what he's done, there's no way you could see him and not think Shooter McGavin. And I guess it almost kind of hurts you in a way because, you know, moving forward, it's like nobody could imagine you in any other movie without Shooter McGavin. I mean, that's what he's known for. Such a great guy. Damn good interview. Really enjoyed that. Folks, I'm not going to leave you just yet because it is indeed that time. Grace Ibrahim, wherever you are in the world right now, is there any way we could trouble you for a little bit of a drum roll, please? The ass back segment week by week, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday. Following that Tuesday, I tell you, fine folks, file on in, submit your questions to the DMs to be featured on the Ask Bob segment. Folks, I got this question last week, and I didn't get to it because we had two interviews, Tyler Cameron, Rob Riggle, and I wasn't able to get to this Ask Bob question, and it's something I really wanted to touch on. I'm not going to say the name here, but... Somebody submitted an Ask Bob question to me, and it went like this. Hey, Bob, I recently got laid off from my management job at the Four Seasons Hotels. I was there for six years, and I know you have spoke about your times working there before you got into podcasting with Bro Bible. I was curious for your thoughts on the mass amount of layoffs the company has made with everything going on. Do you still feel the same positive way about them? And that hit very hard for me. It really does. As you all know, I was working at the hotel at the Four Seasons, Beverly Hills. I've spoken about it numerous times, and that's what was always going to propel me to get into podcasting this world because you are meeting people and you are shaking hands at a Four Seasons hotel that are so high up and they're CEOs and they're celebrities and you're around these people constantly, and, and being in hospitality and especially luxury hotels, it's such a privilege to be there because you never know who you're talking to. You never you never know who you are going to meet. There were so many people that I have worked for, worked with throughout the day, the years that has been offered a job from a guest that was staying at the Four Seasons that drew a liking. When it comes to hospitality, I truly believe you don't need a degree. You either have the gift to be able to talk to people or you don't. You just have it or you don't. And being in a place like Four Seasons, it's just a special, special place. It really is. And they preach this family mentality to you. They're the top of the line. It, it teaches you working there more than anything how to bite your tongue, how to take the high road, because you are going to get guests coming to you, especially when you get into a management-level position, with the most outrageous requests, with the most outrageous complaints you've ever heard. And you so bad want to say something to them, and you so bad want to rebuttal, but you just know you have no choice but to take the high road. And in life, sometimes, more times than not, you just have to take that high road because you're never going to get anywhere if you don't. You're never going to make any progress if you don't, especially something like that. And it just grooms you in that hotel. They are the best at what they do. And it really does put you, they put you in this position to succeed. They want to see you grow. And I bought into it. I was drinking the Kool-Aid like no other. And I really mean that. I loved it there. I really did. I really appreciated what they do, benefits, all that stuff. 
spoke their praises. With that being said, the coronavirus hits and Four Seasons does a immediate mass firing. They just brought in the firing squad. Now, Four Seasons is backed by Bill Gates and a guy by the name of Prince Al-Walid. Money is not an issue for Four Seasons. Four Seasons is not bleeding money. I doubt they ever will be, regardless of what happened with COVID-19. But rather than stick it out and this family never quit attitude, can't that Rather than all of that and everything that they had preached to us, they just brought out the firing squad. And the layoffs they made were not educated layoffs in the sense of this guy's been so great for this company. This guy does this, this, and this. This guy's been here for this long, given the dedication, works 12 hours a day here. No, what it was is solely, solely financial. It was from a financial aspect. They said, how are we going to save the most money? And there are people who were there working on working visas that busted their ass for them year after year after year and are damn good employees that are now have to pack up and head back to their home countries because their working visa is no longer valid. Good, solid employees and they looked at it from a standpoint financially how could we save the most money and the reason i know that if you look at the layoffs at the hotel that i was in it clearly states that not the people that that gave hours and hours and good solid employees they just wanted to save money and i'd be lying to you if i told you that i wasn't extremely disappointed in them and I know we always like to do comedy in this. I hate to, to do anything sad or, or, or serious on the show. I like to keep it light. But it had to be addressed. And I love that company. I, I, I really do. They gave a lot to me. I'd like to think I gave a lot to them. But seeing what took place and the firings that they made, it hurts. There was no regard for, for performance. There was no regard for years put in. Just, nope, we need to save money. This is how we're going to do it. This is how it's going to be. And, and to be quite honest, I, I, I am very disappointed in them. I really, I mean, there are guys, some of my guys, there are guys that I have worked with that are now laid off that were just awesome employees with no job that just drank the Kool-Aid, too, that loved Four Seasons. And to see what they did to answer your question, and I won't name the name, um, It hurts. It absolutely hurts. I'm very disappointed in them as a company. I'd love to see them bounce back, but I'd be lying to you if I told you I was okay with the way they went about it, and especially by the hotel by me. And you know what? In their defense, I'm sure they would have a good reasoning from their standpoint, and they would probably say a few things that would make me say, okay, you know what? I didn't see that. However, let's call it like we see it. It just wasn't. It wasn't handled nearly the way that I thought Four Seasons would handle something. And it's not to bash them. I can't say enough how much I love them. But, but that's the, that's the God-honest truth. When things got tough, you bailed. You folded like a cheap suit. And everything you preached to us was no longer valid. The family mentality, stick together, we're in it, we're with you. You folded. When things got tough, you folded. And you cleared house. Then that's how I felt. That's how I feel. Folks, with that being said, hate to end on that type of note, but you know what? Sometimes Bobby's going to let it vent. That's exactly what I had to do there. 
This is episode 89. We will see you come Tuesday. The Brilliantly Dumb Show, we thank you for listening as always. We got an audio day Tuesday. Folks, you take care now. Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second?